Hello and welcome to another episode of SchnozCast. Your host today, Bob, Corey, Nick, and Todd. Gentlemen, so, so, so good to be here with you. Corey, how are you? Oh, hey uh. I was really hoping I was going to get it. Oh, hey, today. Oh, Dude, hey, uh. This is a special episode. <laughs> so I had to give a little extra special. Oh, hey. Yeah. You let that hey just hang in the air for an extra long amount of time. Uh, you know, I try, buddy. I try. Todd, how are you, sir? I am mighty, sir. How are you? I'm well. And Nick Bader. Oh, doing all right. Nothing uh, Nothing better than hearing from your buddies. Let's do a little day drinking uh, early on Sunday. <laughs> That's what I was looking forward to. Yeah. So when we when we decided it was going to be uh, one Eastern on a Sunday, which you know is the Lord's Day, it is. And I should be at church right now. We we are all skipping church to be here, uh, but you know God being God should forgive us for that. God being God, God. being God. Yep. Would yep, that would that be is. a? I, I personally would consider that to be in the running for the episode title, but I could I could be swayed. Toot, toot. Yeah, <laughs> I could be swayed. Well, look at that! Came up with the episode title in, 10 in the seconds. first ten seconds of the episode. I just, right? I just saw him check off on his MacBook list under the <laughs> Schnapps. God being God went over well. Check. <laughs> no one objected. It's a go. It's a green light. Lori, your idea for the show title was amazing. More religion. Yeah, rem- remember how great that went when. Uh, yeah, Phil came on. Yes, that. yeah. Let's talk about that again, shall we? It, and, and I always feel guilty when we do because I'm like, man, Phil's a good dude. I don't want to trash him. That just happened to be a. Uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a message that just was like wrong time for the message. Oh, I mean, you don't have to. I will go ahead. Phil's a bag of shit. I'm just right, kidding, Phil. I love you, buddy. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. I think I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for me to give a shout out to Phil and the condolences to his family uh, for his father, who was just recently in the hospital. Just to piggyback on Corey's comments about him being a bag of shit, um, our thoughts are with you, Anton family, and uh, and I'm oh, sure, dude, I'm sure. Are you serious? <laughs> Not cool. Corey. I'm totally serious. Not oh, cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, Phil. I'm my bad, man. I Dave's hmm. in the room, guys. No, it's a, it's it's totally. I'm sure that that you. That you had only the best intentions on that comment. I did. Jesus. I. <laughs> yep. Good I job. love you, Phil. Sorry, man. Good I'm job, very sorry man. for your loss. That's, that's how you started a successful podcast, sir. I, I guess so. Happy Sunday. All right. Uh, do we have Mr. Dave Hill? Do you have me? I think so. You, I can oh, hear you. you are alive, buddy. I see him. Hello. Mr. Dave Hill, thank you, sir, for joining us. Appreciate uh, the time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm sorry my background isn't very glamorous, but that <laughs> that uh, thing looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which thing, Dave? My- the, uh, Chiron or whatever. It's a, uh, you know. It oh, your little crawl? presents me as much slicker. I'm in my my office, which is uh, basically doubles as a wardrobe closet and guitar uh there's seven million guitars over here. <laughs> oh my god! Just a couple. Nice, nice. It's endless. That's only. And then, anyway, I prize all by way of saying I swear to you, I'm not in the closet. <laughs> He's coming out today. <laughs> this is my day. <laughs> I wanted to do it on your show. <laughs> we really appreciate that, yep. Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Sunday morning. That's Can what you happens. see me. Okay. 
Yes, sir. I mean, can you hear me okay? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Futuristic sound. I have a futuristic microphone. <laughs> well, thanks, Dave. We're we're so excited to have you here. Uh, we we just have a few things that we wanted to we really. We have a bunch of questions for you. Um, and, sure. And, they, and they thank were, you for uh, being a member of my gang. Let's get out of that out of the way. Oh yes, yeah. Let's do that. You. Yes. The, <laughs> the 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 shirt was a was a must for today. Thank you. We we do nothing if not it. go all out for our guests. <laughs> Excellent. And if there were, if I could wear two shirts, I would have. You never know. It's there... never too late. Exactly. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. Hold on. Let me go into DaveHill.com and just order. Or we one drop trial and go shirtless. I love it. Yeah. If you could. Yeah. Uh, no limits. If you could add to the merch pile some some Dave Hill underwear or perhaps some uh, like a, a good a nice shawl. Um, what we'd be happy to. I'm always contribute. looking for new items. So yeah, I'm definitely open to it. All right. Thongs, baby. Thongs. <laughs> Thongs, whatever, whatever the people want. Well, but the people here is really just Todd. Todd wants the thongs. Whatever, I guess what I meant to say is whatever Todd wants. <laughs> Why does it always come back to that? It's always what Todd wants. I'm really kind of getting what tired. Is the of... jer- what's the jersey you have on? That is that uh the Kraken baby? Oh, the Kraken. Kraken. Yeah. Nice. Hey, yeah, we're talking hockey today. That's yes. a pretty strong jersey. Yeah. Or sweater. People Deep. complain complain when i call it jersey but i do that just uh for the lay person so they don't feel so they're not confused for the common man yes exactly dave since we're on the subject of jerseys so soon what's your uh what's your view i i I see you wear a lot of the whalers jerseys and i know there's a controversy going on with those right now what are your thoughts on the uh the whalers jerseys well i i mean i like the classic you know, well, to me, classic. Uh, yeah, the '80s jersey is strong. Um, there's been some a few missteps in recent years. Uh, the the all the orange home jerseys. Uh, but I write about this not to reference my incredible new book, The Awesome Game: One Man's Incredible Gold Crushing Hockey Odyssey. But I think part of the reason the Oilers are wearing these uh bad jerseys sometimes is because it makes their point opponent just want to not be near them which creates more room for them on the ice i think the worse their jerseys get eventually the opposing team won't even show up for the game (laughs) fair enough so (laughs) there is something to it though I you know I I have a big problem with NHL jerseys in general. I feel like they play it too safe. Uh, you know, there's never like the Kraken. I I like the colors of the Kraken jersey, but I think if you're if you're called the Kraken, show let's see the full on. I want to see like the crazy mythical beast like <laughs> with a a dead sailor in its tentacles, not just not just the eye. <laughs> yeah, I, I need more. Fair enough. I, I I like your outlook on that. I mean, I I don't have it on. I'm uh I'm wearing a curling sweater right now. I should have worn a, a hockey sweater, but no. um, no. I was Cur- just yesterday. I was wearing my one of my favorite jerseys, the Sudbury Wolves, and that is an amazing jersey because it has a wolf. That's they're called the wolf. So 
already have to all the heavy lifting's done right <laughs> they have the wolf there and then but then it looks like it was drawn by a 15 year old in the back of science class and he's like hopped up on mountain dew and there's blood flying off the teeth and it looks insane it's like they were like in a rush i mean it's it's great I mean, all these are all compliments, as I described. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're cracking need, Todd, is that 15-year-old yeah. artist, art student sensibility to their jerseys. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go talk to him today. <laughs> Something to think about. <laughs> so, Dave, uh, your new book, The Awesome Game, um, I got to say, I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was... Uh, I had, oh, thank you. I had personally not read any of your books before, but so this is my this was my introduction to uh, Dave Hill's writing style. Uh, although I know Todd had uh, Todd had read Tasteful Nudes, um, your first. Oh, novel. thank you. Well, they're all they're all timeless classics. So <laughs> whenever you get around to that, yes. This this is why we're going to spend our Christmas break is Todd and I sending each other the books that we read over, uh, through the mail, so we can. That's exactly right. Build up that uh, that Dave Hill bibliography. But uh, uh, I had a couple of questions for you about the awesome game. First of all, the awesome game is, you know, essentially you going around the world, literally uh, asking the question of each of a lot of countries. Why is hockey so awesome and why don't more people know how awesome it is? Yeah. Um, the number of countries that you visited in, in order to ask that question, um, going as far as Kenya was kind of incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I could. It's the sort of thing I could have kept researching the book for years, but my publisher was eventually was like, "All right, that's enough." <laughs> Pulled the plug on you, huh? Yeah, you have until Friday. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to keep going. I mean, I I haven't succeeded in it, but it might. It sort of inspired me to want to keep going to more countries. You know, like. Uh, like Lat Latvia, supposedly the fans there are absolutely insane. So I would love to go to some games there. Um, I want to go back to Kenya and play on the ice with them because I really I want to kick their asses. Uh, <laughs> these kids, they 15 were playing pound, fifteen pounders. <laughs> they were playing roller hockey, and you know I never played roller hockey before, so they you know they schooled me a lot more than I had anticipated. But I'm confident. If we got out on the ice, the tables would be turned. <laughs> plus, plus Kenya was really amazing. I mean, I, I it's the sort of place I would love to, you know, spend a long chunk of time there. And really, uh, it was just awesome. I loved it. So the, the number of people that you reached out to in order to get the book completed by your publisher's deadline, of course. Um, sure. Uh, Len Frigg, uh, Pat O'Rourke. And and our favorite because we're you know from uh, your hosts here, uh, Corey and Nick and myself are in in Michigan. Todd's in Seattle, so we're obviously huge Red Wings, lifelong Red Wings fans. So the fact that you talked sure. to Slava Fetisov was was huge uh, in our eyes. Oh yeah, but then that also from huge. the comedy I mean, was... world, right? Uh, Todd Berry, Tom Papa, um, uh, I think Malcolm Gladwell as well did a did a a blurb for you on the on the on the back cover. Um, how, yeah. How did you get? Uh, was it was it difficult to wrangle all these folks, or did they hear your concept of the book and just go, "No, I'm I'm in." Well, some of them. I mean, with you know Tom Papa and Malcolm Gladwell and Todd Berry, they're all good buddies of mine. But uh, Slava Fatisov, 
we were not friends before this, as which you, people the people are shocked to hear. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I I had uh, my buddy Jim Zarneski was a producer on the movie The Red Army, the documentary about you know the uh, Soviet, you know that 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 team you know from miracle on ice years and all that and then later you know the red wings uh come you know all those guys who came to play in detroit uh the Russian pride, yeah. so he he was he was like oh slava is awesome i mean that movie have you guys seen that movie yes yeah, yeah the, Russian, so, the russian five yeah 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 he kind of he said in making that movie like i think originally it was supposed to center on trediak but Slava Fatisov was so compelling that it kind of shifted to him. And um, so he connected me with, with, with Slava, and I was absolutely terrified. I mean, with I, any of the interviews I did with like him and Len Frigg and Brian Trache, I was total... If you hear the the recordings, it's, uh, it's just like Chris Farley talking to Paul McCartney. I was just like, <laughs> Remember it's that time you played hockey? Yeah, it was just ex- <laughs> it was excruciating listening back and even reading the transcriptions was excruciating. Um and Slava Fatisov, I talked to him like during you know it was like in 2020 or 20 I think when I talked to him and so it was like in the thick of the pandemic, the worst times of it and like He's like rolling around Moscow in the back of this car, and like it was very like, uh, you know, it was like it was terrifying, um, just because he, you know, he, 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 it's he's he's a very nice guy, but you know, he he's scary, scared me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, Len Frigg, though, you know, from the Barons and the first, one of the first. First NHL player I ever saw up close. I just saw him. I did a show in Salt Lake City a week ago, and I invited him out, and he came out with a buddy of his. And, like, though it all came back, like, as soon as he showed up, I was, like, in the back, like, kind of watching the opener, and I was, like, kicking myself. Like, oh, I was so psyched that he came, but I was also, like, oh, my God, why do I put this pressure on myself to invite like a hockey hero to come see my comedy show. It's like needlessly uh, <laughs> complicating my life. And I was just sitting back there. I was like, this guy's going to think I'm a completely insane. Cause he, you know, he only knew me as like this guy interviewing him from the book. And then, you know, I'm on stage acting like a complete moron for an hour. Uh, but he had a good time. So it was cool. <laughs> That's all that matters. Anyway, Would you say Corey that, uh, Dave's kind of our Slava Fatisov. We're, we're, so, we're so excited. To oh, have him most, definitely. Um, most definitely. Most definitely. We're, 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 we're <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take uh, Trediak, any of them. <laughs> Dave, can you, can you tell me a little bit about the, the gentleman whose lawn you stood on to, to, and waited for him to come out? Yes. This is um, in the, in the eighties, my cousin's, you know, I grew up in Cleveland, which was like, you know, we only had the Barons a couple of years. So my cousins were growing up on Long Island during like prime, you know, Islanders dynasty years. And 
so I sort of, you know, well, it's like, <laughs> you know, I kind of, re- I was into the Islanders and the Oilers, basically the two best teams of the 80s. So it's pretty easy to just be like, oh, I'm going to like the two best teams. And uh, so, but anyway, one one day, uh, Brian Trache moved in down the street. And so I was visiting for the summer one year and uh, I was like, oh, can we, will you guys take me to meet? meet him and uh and most of my cousins widely wisely said no um but then my cousin molly was like yeah let's go down he's nice let's just go wait for him to come outside (laughs) so we went literally and stood on his front lawn until he came outside and then he did because i think he was like why are there children just (laughs) staring at my house but uh yeah i remember it was uh and I remember telling him, like, I play hockey too. Like, I expected him to be like, "Oh wow, we should get you a, we should get you a tryout." Yeah, yeah come on um, in, come, come on. Why wouldn't you say so sooner? Come on in, Dave. You're on the team. Yeah, like, oh my god. So, uh, but it, yeah, it was pretty awesome. And uh, and then I tried to kind of uh, bring it up as I spoke to him, but he didn't really take the bait. He <laughs> was kind of like, "Oh boy." But yeah, so it was it was awesome talking to him and uh yeah, but I but it's just like, oh my gosh. I just it's excru- I was just like, what was that? You guys were so good at hockey. Why? Um, you know. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just uh bad just uh those softball questions. Why were you so good, sir? Why? <laughs> you guys were so good. What was that like? Um, it had to have been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dave, uh, you, you've got a number of different things going on, and and have for uh, a long time uh, between you know stand up, uh, music, writing. Um, which which of those three things do you find to be the easiest, or the thing that comes most naturally, and which which is the one that you found that you kind of had to work at a little bit more? Uh, it depends. You know, sometimes. I mean, I kind of work at, I don't know, Some there's moments when they all seem easy and there's moments when they all seem really hard and, like, the worst idea in the world. Uh, I would say with comedy, like, you know, and it's one of those things where the, you know, I'm just trying to entertain myself and kind of do what, what I just would make me like, you know, kind of just trying to entertain my inner 15-year-old, I guess, uh, with that, and then... And when I go see, you know, when I see other comedians, whether I, you know, if they're good, even if I, I mean, sometimes a comedian can be really good and I don't necessarily like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like someone could cook like a really great piece of salmon, but I don't necessarily like salmon, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we uh, do. Look at you know, where I can be like, oh, that's very good, but it's lost on me. So sometimes comedy can be like that where. I can see someone be like, oh, this is very good, but it's not what makes me laugh. But I still, as long as it's good and I respect it or whatever, a lot of times I watch it and I'm just like, how did, I don't understand how anyone comes up with this stuff. Like, I just, I don't know. So in a way, comedy seems impossible to me sometimes. and, And then it just kind of, an idea just flows out and that's usually the stuff that ends up being the most fun and like uh, works the best. And then 
I don't know. With all of it, I, I kind of always feel like I'm just kind of working and having fun and trying to get better. Like, you know, like playing the, like music. It's like there are days when I'm like, oh, I'm pretty good at music or pretty good at guitar. And then other times I'm like, oh, I barely understand how this <laughs> instrument works, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's, or if someone's like, oh, you're amazing at guitar and you know i think oh they they don't know what they're talking about i'm not very good but then if someone's like you're pretty good i'm like what are you talking about i'm a legend on let me give you the name of this person who said i was yeah. amazing yeah so it's like basically no one could possibly say the right thing to me with that with regard to that and then i don't know uh but yeah i'm just trying to i don't know and then writing i don't know i just kind of do it and hopefully getting better and I don't know. I, I guess I'm just grateful that I can make my living with these things. And, and I, you know, I used to worry like, Oh, it's going to all end and I'll have to return to society in some manner. But as I get older, I'm like, Oh, this scam has been working so long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's too late for me to return. You know, it's like, it's, I'm unhirable. I can't really, you know, it's it's just gonna kind of. I think I'll just kind of always be uh, doing the things that I like to do, and uh, you know, knock on wood. I should knock on something. Um, <laughs> so, hey, Terry, Terry will take you back at the pedicab place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I was just talking about the pedicab thing yesterday. I yeah, it's so funny you mentioned that. Yeah, I, I was a pedicab driver for two days <laughs> in the early two thousands worst uh i was horrible at it and uh in every possible way like physically uh, <laughs> physically well like i just when you're petty like you're pedaling. pedaling one of those bikes through manhattan you realize like it feels like the streets of san francisco or something you're like oh my god i always thought manhattan was just flat and you're like no it's horrible like when you're when you're uh, pedaling like a 250-pound businessman across town, you're like, this is... I can't believe how many hills there are in Manhattan. <laughs> and, uh, and and also, like, it's a it's a job where you have to be outgoing, and I'm... I, uh, I'm very friendly, I think, but I'm not, like, uh, someone that's gonna be like, hey, what's going on? Wait, are they expecting you to engage this 250-pound gentleman in conversation while you're pedaling? That's the whole, that's uh, the whole thing of pedicabs, Bob. But if you're <laughs> huffing and puffing up the streets well, of San Francisco, how are you well, finding... Well, <laughs> you're supposed to engage... You're supposed to, like, talk people into wanting a pedicab. Like, you're supposed to be like, hey, how's it going? Headed my way? All that sort of stuff. But they're already on your pedicab. No, no, I mean the people that aren't yet in your pedicab. Like while you're passing them? To bring in the business. You're supposed to be like, hey, like, rather than take a modern mode of transportation, why don't you let, uh, let, a, let a, hung, a hungover guy in his 30s pedal you around? Uh, I was in my 30s then. To be clear, I'm no longer. Um, but, uh, I, you know, it was just... Uh, and, I mean, most of the fares that I got when I was a pedicab driver were people that just climbed in when I wasn't looking. Like, they, they jumped in when I was, like, at a stoplight or something, you know, and they, they'd get in. I'd be like, oh, I didn't see you there. 
Um, <laughs> those were most of my fares. Very few times did I ever successfully talk someone who wasn't fully intent <laughs> in getting in my pedicab already and to getting in. Did anyone ever jump out of the pedicab at the end without paying you and force you to try to very exhaustedly chase them down? No, no. Some, that's Well, I'm sure over time that would have happened, but when, I only did like <laughs> two, two shifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, uh, it never happened. Yeah, just for that reason. I just didn't, uh, you know, the, the, I didn't, I didn't stick with it long enough for, uh, but I was, I went to get my bike worked on yesterday and I was talking with a guy about pedicabs. This was, this was, this was just, just yesterday. And he was saying, he's like, Oh, I've made tons of money doing that. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> Nope. Up to 40 K a year. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. It seems like it would be good. I think if I didn't have a dog, I could happily do something like that. But my lifestyle now is so based around just trying to be able to hang out with my dog all the time that that's one more reason I can never get like a proper job is because it would, I just like hanging out with my dog and drinking coffee really. So, uh, being doing the things that I do are most conducive to that. I mean, I have to travel a lot, but when I'm in, when I'm in New York or in Ohio, we sort of go back and forth, uh, you know, my my dog and I are we're we're hanging out nonstop. Nice. All right, Which so is really what what I. There, there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of dog fans on this podcast, Dave. So we we've got to ask the question: What kind of dog do you have? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, she's a boxer pit bull, oh, primarily, yes. but oh, boy, which she's got other stuff going on. But that's like uh, we know we did that uh dog test or whatever. D, whatever it is. Oh, the 23 me for dogs? Yes, basically. And uh, it came back like 25% pit bull, 25 boxer, and then 50% mystery dog, which we believe to be... <laughs> uh, uh, the rest of her is Norwegian Poonhound, I believe. Um, no, uh, that's a made-up breed. No. no, don't ruin it, Dave. Everyone's no, going to walk well, away from this believing that is an actual breed. It's uh, it's it, Well, she's very beautiful. She looks very regal, and people usually think that she's some purebred that, that they don't know yet. They're like, so... People will be like, "What breed? I've never seen this breed before." And it's like strangers on the street, and I'll say, "Oh, she's Norwegian Poonhound." Uh, <laughs> and then I just walk away very quickly before they run through, right down the aisle and out of the church. <laughs> Wait yeah. a second! It was like that. Who is that horrible man saying such things? Well, make sure you get the life lock because Twenty Three and Me got hacked this last week. Oh boy! Oh. <laughs> I I personally have not done that. I'm not much of a consp- I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but I figure nothing good can come of uh I plus I don't really care if my great 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 grandfather was an international jewel thief. I don't you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with any of the information they might uh I don't know. My dad did it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just uh I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad did it though, and we were, we I was just, we were excited to find uh, that we were just different stuff than we thought, you know. 
definitely changed the relationship. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, like, yeah, we're, I don't know. He found other stuff, other, other stuff in our blood. So it's changed my whole outlook. Dave, um, I, there's the question I had for you that the, immediately gr- grabbed me was, can you tell us about the fat cock in the East village? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, did I talk about that somewhere? You did. Uh, Where? But you, Re- but you didn't expound. You didn't, ex- you didn't expound on it. Reference the make the reference, Todd. Put the footnote it's in the, there. The, What's your footnote? There wasn't. There, there was. There was no, no footnote. It was he, he referenced it, but he didn't. He didn't expound upon it. He, he he mentioned it in one of the stories in Tasteful Nudes. There you go. Uh, so, that's your footnote. Oh, yeah, that's your footnote. Well, there. I believe it's still open, though. I could be wrong. There is a. a a gay bar called the Fat Cock, or there was in the East Village. And I was out with some friends, uh, and we were, like, kind of going to... I mean, this was a long time ago, like 20 years ago, maybe, or somewhere around there. And we were out with a group of friends, and we were going around to different bars, and, you know, one of the friends in our group was gay, and he wanted to go to the Fat Cock, and I was like, why are we dragging him to all, all of our places and being not entertaining for a second going to a place that he wants to go? So I was like, all right. We, I was with my cousin Kieran and I were, and we're like, so I was like, yeah, let's, we'll go to the Fat Cock for a beer. And uh, <laughs> we went there and, uh, and they, they have big video screens at least when we were there and on one screen was playing. Oh no, it was the, this is the thing. It was the same screen and it was playing like vintage gay porn. And then, then also scenes from Friday the 13th. So it was like, <laughs> I love Friday the 13th. I love those movies. He so, was going to love one of those two. And I'm glad it was. Yeah. That so one. I was like watching and I was like, Oh cool. I love scenes from Friday the 13th. And then you'd have to be like, Oh, look away really fast when it would switch over <laughs> to the other, to the, to the gay porn. And so we were, we were there for like one where we got like a beer. And then I said to my, cousin i was like i'm like i think i want to head out once we finish this beer and he was like yeah we're definitely heading out (laughs) as soon as you finish that beer (laughs) um it it was uh but yeah so i don't know it was it was probably not i i like i guess i'd say i like them anywhere that plays friday the 13th on the tv screens but other than that it wasn't really uh, my scene, um, and uh, I haven't been back. But I yeah. just thought, in the in the interest of you know, just uh, doing do you keeping know, it fair. keeping it fair. Like, all right, we're dragging you around to all these straight bars. Let's go to the fat cock for one, <laughs> for just one time. Just I, one. I yeah, and it. I'm I'm secure in my you know my who I am that I I don't I, you know I'm not doesn't make me uncomfortable or whatever i can i probably you know bring up uh sports scores and stuff more often in that environment uh, <laughs> and you know probably yeah, my own heart yeah yeah just kind of t- like talking about like lawnmowers that i think are good <laughs> i don't know 
just to kind of put a buffer zone out there. Hey, guys. Yeah, just to let people know how painfully straight I am. <laughs> just to let oh. you know. Painfully straight. I lost. I misplaced my belt sander. <laughs> hey, and I, have one other, I have one other thing. One, one story actually really resonated with me. It's like you and I have lived nearly parallel lives, but I really wanted to talk about your the incident with the homeless person uh, when you tried to, to feed the homeless because uh, uh, Bob and I in Seattle once, his kids tried to feed the homeless, and it didn't oh. go down like we thought it would. And you Hold shared a, a, an amazing story about that yeah uh, wait which one was that was this when i worked at the homeless shelter no this is when you were i think you were in dc and you had some leftover chinese food and oh, the, the woman yeah. told you that your pussy stunk oh yeah 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 this <laughs> yeah i was in i was in washington dc and in, in their like chinatown yeah and i we had gotten yeah we had had like dim sum or i don't know we had chinese food and um this woman and I offered her the food, and yeah, she started chasing after. She kept telling me my pussy stinks, <laughs> and then she was chasing after me with a. I don't know if I talked about this, but she had like a pylon she was holding for some reason. And started chasing me with it, <laughs> and then like eventually, like kind of tried to shove it up my butthole. <laughs> and, As you uh, do. As yeah, yeah, and eventually, like, it made me, I think I'm, like, less proactive in offering food to people on the street. <laughs> As a result? <laughs> that makes sense. Because, you know, you think you're doing this good deed, and then the next thing, you know, you, you know that they're trying to suggest you don't keep things tidy downstairs, <laughs> yep. and... uh and they're shoving, trying to shove a pylon up your butthole. So I tend to only offer food to people that ask now. <laughs> but I have, I mean, I've, I've had many. Uh, I used to work at a homeless shelter. And I've had a bottle of piss thrown on me by a homeless person before. So I definitely like my interactions are, you know, I don't, I don't really keep to myself too much, I guess. <laughs> Dave, I feel like you you might be leaving parts of the story out. If the uh, piss is being thrown at you and there's pylon buttholes, uh, is there is there I'm something leading? Around. Up, is there something leading up to this? Yeah, no, there's a lot. I'm I'm, I'm jumping around pretty fast, but um, yeah, one time, this is probably about ten years ago, maybe more, eleven years ago, I was down in the subway, and this homeless guy was just kind of. I apparently my presence woke him up from his nap or whatever and he stood up and he was like back up and I was like what I was waiting for the subway and I thought like well you know why is this guy telling me to move I'm like 10 feet from him why what's he care and then he yelled it again I moved like a little bit and then I was you know I figured like whatever like I'm like just waiting to get on my train and then finally he said it a third time and like from before he even finished He'd somehow produced a Gatorade bottle full of uh, somehow, just like butter, butter. What I would describe as buttery hobo pee. That's mm. <laughs> gross. It was just coming at me. You know what can I say? It well, was, uh, and yeah, he got me good. Uh, and uh, touche, you know, like. Uh, you can't really recover. I had this moment, just an instant where I was really mad and was like, I'm going to punch this guy. But then I thought like, 
this isn't probably isn't even about me. Like, <laughs> or it, <laughs> I'm like, you know, uh, he might be mad at an imaginary person who's standing right where I'm standing, you know, and and if even if he was mad at me, I was like, I feel like, you know, he's probably probably had a rough a rough life, a rough patch, and uh, if if that expresses itself in me having to go home and change my clothes and take a shower, then so be it. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Dave, um, Bob has retaliated against homeless people before. So uh, may, probably oh, not no. in your name at the time, but no, 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 of course not. But we're not, we're not no, interviewing I... me. We're, we're interviewing <laughs> Dave. <laughs> I'm sure I Dave. No, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to retaliate. I don't think, I mean, I'm not looking for a, any retaliation i i'm glad i mean i'm glad i i didn't uh i didn't i just kind of uh it was no big deal i had a dry cleaning bill i had to take a shower <laughs> uh i had to throw out a guitar case i had that's really the oh. worst of it because i was oh. like i'm not gonna get this guitar case it was it was like a gig bag as they say and i thought you know what I'm just going to throw this one out. I'm just going to chalk this one up to a loss. <laughs> yeah, but I think my story is the the complete opposite of yours, Dave, in in that, and I won't bore you with it, but I feel like uh, it's at this point, given the topics that we just discussed, that I, I, I need to bring up just because I want to get your your take on it. Um, if you so, so how was I introduced to Dave Hill? Um you came across my Instagram feed and it was your series of uh, on again, off again videos where you are out in a uh, suburban landscape. You're, you're taking a BMX bike and you've got a rockin' tune uh, as your backing track on the Instagram post on the oh, video yeah. it's Pantera. It's, you know, black Sabbath, whatever it is. And you are given the finger to all of suburban, wherever, where you're at. And, really just kind of sticking it to the man and taking us on a tour of, and it popped up across yeah. my Instagram feed and I, I watched it and I didn't know, I'm like, what did I just see? And, and so I had to watch it again and I watched it a third time. And then I messaged it to these guys and I'm like, you need to check this out because this is going to be my regular, like this makes me, it makes me so happy just to watch. And that, that's, that was my first, um, my first uh, that's where you first crossed my my path um but just oh, the looking nice. looking looking up uh just reading a little bit more about you and going well, what is this dave hill all about um i obviously went to wikipedia as, as a lot of us do and on wikipedia there's a there's a, a statement that says in june 2000 you wrote what is believed to be the first ever mainstream media article on plushophilia for salon Oh yes, <laughs> and I and I this don't. This is accurate. <laughs> well, that's that helps. For, that answers the first question. And secondly, is uh, I, I we we don't need to necessarily go in a deep dive into the article as much as uh, can you talk a little bit about what that what that <laughs> meant for you because I mean, clearly it was noteworthy. Um, and and were, were there were there any uh, was there a definite impact on your career from that article? Uh, it was, well, it was, uh, I mean, cause like the plushophiles and the furries, I guess, I don't, I, I, I'm in people, 
I, I don't mean to like I, I it's not for me to define fully because people are gonna say well that's not quite right um but like basically like furries i think like dressing up in mascot uniforms and maybe or maybe not porking <laughs> uh and then plushophiles have like sort of a romantic or sexual attraction to stuffed animals and they may or may not uh have sex with them <laughs> but uh <laughs> in the be- early stages of my familiarity with the internet um my friend ed was telling me about this and i was like that's impossible and i i searched and i found this guy and i wrote an art interviewed him and wrote an article about him and uh and so I had st- I had started writing for the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and then I was like, I want to write for other people too. And then I had sent these like just e- emails to just random, you know, different whatever websites and magazines, newspapers, and I wrote to Salon, uh, which was pretty popular then, and they wrote back and were like, "What do you got?" And I said, "I'm," you know, actually it was the sex editor, this woman Karen Croft wrote and said, you know do you have anything that would fit in my section? And I said, as a matter of fact, (laughs) I do. And uh, so I wrote this article and it it got around like pretty fast. Like I think Conan O'Brien referenced it on his show. And, uh, but then someone, this other writer clearly read what I wrote and then wrote another more visible article for Vanity Fair, like interviewing the same guy. Um, so, but yeah, I was first, and uh, <laughs> it, actually, actually, that now that I'm thinking about it, that article, my book agent saw somehow stumbled upon it and tr- like tracked me down because of that article, and that's how I'm now the author of four books. No kidding. Um, Nice. Really, if you connect the dots, it was because of that article. That's which, fantastic. Which That's awesome. So, That's awesome. So it's weird. Like, I mean, I sort of like with my career and life in general, you know, something is, I don't know, it's sort of a lesson like your friend Ed tells you about some weird shit one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could and, change your uh, life. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, 20 years later, I'm the author of, Four books with major publishers after yep. he told me about that people fuck stuffed animals. <laughs> Do you um, remember the name of the sex editor at Salon that basically springboarded your career into four books? Yeah, yeah, it was Karen Croft. Is, was her name. Is, is her name? I mean, I I'm not been in touch with her, but I'm certainly grateful because ultimately she changed my life. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, those those people that cross your paths that that change your life for the better. That uh, you mm-hmm. just don't you don't forget you, even as funny as the story may be as to how you got there. Maybe send her like an edible arrangement one day or something. <laughs> I should. I mean, nothing says animal. nothing says thank you more than flowers <laughs> shaped flowers made of cantaloupe. But she's a sex editor. You could send her a dangerous snakes who hate bullshit thong from your new merch catalog. I could. I could. That's not a bad idea. I do like this idea. I'll give you the credit, Todd, on that one. Dave, Dave, Dave I will say in, in researching you, I um, Bob had kind of turned us on to you um, before he reached out to you. And um, 
So we started to deep dive into some Dave Hill stuff. I've yet to read any books yet. I'm going to probably borrow um, the ones that, that Bob has and maybe take a look at them and then order my own. Uh, but I was able to listen to some of your stand-up, and you are hilariously funny. I, I had to stop oh, listening you. to it at work on my Bluetooth because I was being too loud laughing hysterically. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, and it was it's just so obscure, um, your delivery. It, it's just amazing. Uh, you know, the... Jesus Christ at a party, and um, for for these guys who may not have heard that, or for the audience, um, tell us about if you don't mind the time that you opened for Snoop. Oh yeah, that was. I don't know. I was just back down there in Austin where this happened, but basically, my friend Jack McFadden, who used to book stuff in New York, he moved to Austin, and he was working at. ACL Live, the Moody Theater, there is like venue that holds like two, three thousand people or whatever. And you know, they tape Austin City Limits there. And so at one point, this seven, eight years ago or whatever, like um, Ryan Adams was coming through and wanted a comedian to, to open the show. And so Jack was like, oh, do you want to, you know, I'll bring you down. You can open for Ryan Adams. And and that went really well. Like, Ryan Adams' audience was, like, super attentive. Like, they really listened and were really into it. And, like, Ryan enjoyed it and asked me to open a couple other shows on the tour. And then a few months later, I get this text message like, hey, do you want to open for Snoop Dogg? And I'm like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, um, no, thank you. No, thanks. And uh, and then he's like, okay. And then the next day I text him. I'm like, is this, are we still talking about this? And he's like, yeah, it's all set. It's happening. And I was like, does Snoop Dogg know it's happening? <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, he doesn't, but his people know. I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, this is what I want. You have to you have to put my name in every form of advertisement for this show <laughs> because it's going to be a nightmare. And the only thing I'm getting out of it is the story that it happened. He's like, okay, it's a deal. So he put my name in, you know, every, everywhere the show was listed. And, uh, I get down there and like for Ryan Adams, I had like my own dressing room with like, you know, catering and all this stuff. And, I get down there and I go to where I think my dressing room is and there's like a local soul band that they put in there. So I'm like, oh, okay, they have that one. And mine, another one, they're like, no, there's six other dressing rooms, but Snoop has taken up all of them. <laughs> and so I'm like, and no, and I was like, well, as well he should. He's Snoop. Like, I have no, uh, you know, I, I, I'm of the view that Snoop should always have what he wants. And so I was like, okay. That's fine. And so he, uh, so they had me just like sitting in like the general area. Anyway, so the show, I go out there. I'm, they, they're, they're sending me out there first, 2,000 people, and I'm about to go on. And Snoop's like security guards were like the, just like they look like genetically modified these <laughs> mass just the biggest biggest humans you've ever seen in your life and this guy comes over i'm about to go on the you know the the lights go down crowd is screaming and they're like and he's like who are you and what are you doing 
And I'm like, I'm Dave. I'm I'm the I'm, Dave. I'm supposed to open the show, you know. And he's and he's like, hey, stay, don't hang on, right? And he goes and he talks to someone else, who's kind of murmuring to each other. He's like, okay, uh, go for it, you know. Like he said, go for it. Like you know, it's your funeral. Go ahead. <laughs> and, uh, so I go out there and like. It's just, I think people were just like, why is this guy testing the microphone out for so long? Like, what, is he, what is he doing? Like, like truly, uh, maybe like a quarter of the people, you know, were listening and laughing and stuff. And a, a quarter were like, what is happening? A quarter was like, this guy, we need to kill this guy. And then the other, the rest were just like, ordering drinks and stuff right <laughs> so then i go off and then the band the soul band goes on and then i think it's time for snoop dog but then they're like go back out there and do another 20 minutes and i'm like R really and they're like yeah yeah go back out so the lights go down and everyone in the place like two three thousand people are 100 percent convinced that snoop dog is about to come on stage. <laughs> and then I walk out there, and it's like, if you think they were pissed off the first time, <laughs> oh, my God, they were just like... Anyway, so I got through it. Snoop comes out. I go in the audience and watch Snoop, and he's amazing, just fully Snoop dogging it up. And uh, this guy comes up to me, this, like, kind of, like, frat brother guy you know like in a you know like something from like an 80s movie like a, a villain from an, a john hughes film or something <laughs> like, like comes up to me and he's like hey uh you were that guy out there right like he didn't even say like you were the comedian or whatever he's just like you're that guy i'm like yeah he's like so what, what was the idea with that did they just tell you to come out on stage and confuse everybody for a long time. <laughs> I'm like, no, like, I was just doing my act. You know, he's like, no, come on. Just tell the truth. Like, uh, Don't bullshit me. Were you... Yeah, he's like, wait, like, did they just tell you to m make everyone really uncomfortable? And uh, I'm like, no, that's like, that's, this is what I do for a living. Like, what you saw, I travel, the, I travel the world doing this. This is how I pay the rent. <laughs> in new york just, yeah and yeah exactly and he was and then so so then he just goes yeah well me and my friends didn't laugh once and then he just <laughs> walked away and I, I was just fascinated that someone would be like i'm gonna go just be mean to this guy <laughs> who's standing over there I'm going to walk over to him and be mean. It was so confusing. And then, like, but it was really fun. Like, my girlfriend came. My girlfriend loves, uh, she loves a great show or a horrible show. Like, so, you know, when I'm doing, like, cool things, you know, like, you know, fancy big-time showbiz things. She, she really likes that, and she'll come. Or if she knows that it's going to be an absolute hellscape, she'll come and see that. So with Snoop Dogg, she's like, oh, 
I'm coming. Because <laughs> it's going to be one or the other. And honestly, that Train is wrecks or rocket launches. That that is right. That's yeah, what you exactly. want from your girlfriend is a uh, a complete uh, interest in any the however it goes. It's going to go great. It's going to go bad. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. She she is so it's like she'll come. Yeah, for the um, it's like the wild the wide world of sports. The the what is it? The something and the agony, agony, agony and the battle thrill of the of network defeat. stars. <laughs> No, no, no. The, the, the agony, agony thrill of defeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she's kind of it. there for that. <laughs> so, like, you know, she came down to the last day of the, you know, the last date of the last run of Tenacious D shows I opened. You know, that was an awesome show. So she'll catch, she'll catch like some good ones, and then she'll catch, uh, you know, a bunch of people being really confused, looking at me, <laughs> and me squirming. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. That is it. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of well done, sir. She's into that. (laughs) Well, I guess in my case, you know, with her, it's the thrill of victory and the thrill of defeat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You got a good woman there. Yeah, Dave. Dave, we are um, a podcast. We we do typically our shows on Saturday nights, and we are a drink friendly podcast. Uh, we typically nice. do several shots on the show, um, and That's we're gonna, you should. We're and we're, <laughs> we're it's ten. Yeah, we would love to do. We we would love. Sh- shut up, Todd. We would love to do one with you. <laughs> um, but if that's not your thing at this point in time, uh, then uh, you got some coffee in a cup. We'd like to cheers you. I'll do some coffee. I I I'm a big fan of alcohol in all its forms, but uh, if I. I'm very bad at uh, drinking while the sun's, or in this case, while the clouds are out. I just end up, I'll just go to bed, and I'll never get out of bed. Well, Dave, I, I'll tell you what. We, we we have had an absolute blast doing this podcast with you. If if you'd be interested in coming back with us next year, I, I we can I work together. I'll, I'll come back anytime you, anytime you need me. I'd be thrilled. Let, let's do an evening podcast then where the sun will be down, completely dark, and we'll do some shots and we'll talk. Oh, that's that. Yeah, I'm in. I'm. Uh, what are you? What are you guys doing shots right now? Oh yeah, we, we have one. Point. What are you sure. doing shots of? Well, it's that's it's a whole other asked. story. So go ahead, Todd. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little crown apple, baby. So oh my gosh. In Seattle, they crown do the crown stuff, stuff but here in yeah, Michigan, baby. for one stupid reason or another, we're all doing fireball. Yep. Fire. Oh my gosh, those are both. Not. I'm not uh, judging. Anyway. No, you, you totally should. You you should absolutely judge us on this, and I knew it was coming. I mean, I guess the crown isn't dainty because it's crown, but then it has apple flavor. But Fireball. Uh, <laughs> you can say it. Go ahead. I Dad. mean, it's a bit it's a bit dainty, isn't it? You're you're. I mean, you're not, not wrong. I mean. I don't know. Listen, who, Dave. Who am I to say? When you come I, back, I mean, who am I to expert. say when I'm I'm only willing to drink coffee and I'm making fun of you? But guys. it it's it's two o'clock in the afternoon almost uh, on the East Coast, and it, it it's early yeah. for for some folks. But you know, oh yeah, it's pretty. You guys are what eleven? It's eleven in Seattle. Word. Um, yeah. But when you're doing a when you're doing a Saturday night podcast, and you're maybe going to do two uh, episodes, you're going to do two back to backs, and you're going to bank one. That's two hours of drinking. You can't be doing. Seven shots of crown and expect to put out I a do good it every product. Week, no, let's hold on you a second. Pay me more. Hold on a second, oh brother. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I can't. I I'm I'm truly like I, I'm a uh, shots. I can't really do. 
the thing I guess with any whiskey or liquor or whatever, like I at the time think I'm really fascinated by how intelligent I am. The more I have, I'm like, wow, I'm having so many insights. <laughs> and then, then then later I find out like, no, Dave, you kept just trying to take your pants off. That's all. <laughs> well, the next time you're on the show, Dave, uh, it's going to be guest choice and we will make sure to pick up whatever you recommend and we will do at least one shot with you. Okay. I, re- I mean, I'm nervous. I don't know if this is, yeah, we'll figure out some. I'm more of a slow sipping. Yeah, I mean sherry. Uh, if you uh, want to get some I'm sherry, that's you. fine with us. We've, we've done that. Not we've done sherry. That. <laughs> <laughs> Old lady. He just I'm, gave a shit no. about our dainty fireball shots, and you dropped sherry. That's it's right. Sherry, I know. <laughs> that's right. No, All right. I like. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Here's to you, Dave. I'll drink. Some, I'll drink some coffee. Salute. Cheers. Brother. Cheers. And I'll, I'll do some shots later in your honor. Oh, we appreciate that, appreciate buddy. That, sir. <laughs> well, sir, there were uh, we, we've had a blast, and there uh, we we could probably go another hour talking because I don't think we even hit uh, upon Tenacious D Valley Lodge all of, all of the things that uh, in the music category we want to talk about. But I want to be respectful of your time. So, Dave, thank you so much for joining. We really, really appreciate it. We would love to have you back here whenever you're available. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'd love to come back anytime. Appreciate Dave Hill, that. gang. We appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Dave, very thank much, you. man. All right, thank you. Thank you, sir. What? Are you kicking him off the show now? No, we're not kicking anybody no, off. No. We're, we're going to keep we're on done. drinking. Right, but we're done, though. We, yeah. that's, that's okay. <laughs> that's a wrap. Okay, I, just, I didn't know if I was supposed to click. Because a lot of times you click, and then they're like, oh, no, we didn't mean for you to leave. We're just to but, well, thank you guys for having me. I had a lovely time. Thank you. Let me know when this comes out, and I'll, I'll, I'll spread the word on the Internet. We will shoot it, thank we you. Will shoot it over to you. All right. Cool. All right. Have a great day. Thank Thanks, you, brother. Dave. You too, you buddy. Too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. Gentlemen. Yes, sir. Dave Hill. Awesome. Holy Amazing. God. Hysterical, Absolutely amazing. Dude. Absolutely I, hysterical. I'm telling you, there, there were a couple of times where I'm like, you know what? He, you could tell this is a story that he's, because uh, I think Todd reached back to Tasteful Nudes a couple of times. And uh, they were, and that was his first book, right? He's written four of them, and then it was number one. So it may it may have been a while, but he, you you could hear him jogging his memory, going like, "Oh yeah, that story." And he like gamely jumped in. He's like, "Let me tell you what happened." <laughs> and and I thought that was really really cool because you know, if you try to put yourself in the shoes of someone who's, you know, coming onto a podcast, who's uh, you know an upcoming podcast, trying to have a a guest who's you know got a new book out. Uh, but we we pull out questions from you know three books prior, and uh, he's like, no, no, I got it, and he just launches, and it's got to be a, a little daunting. But he was game the entire time. Yeah, hear, hearing the insights of you know what he was able to give for the stuff that he didn't really elaborate on in the book mm-hmm. uh, or books, I, I, I that was really really cool, very cool. Yeah, and that's Snoop's story. I I felt like, as soon as he said it, I looked at you and I'm like. 
I know that was your question. It's a, it, it, <laughs> and you and you wanted to ask about Snoop, and I'm like that. And I know what you're thinking like, oh, that motherfucker. At the end of the day, it it, it was asked. That's all that matters. <laughs> listen, I, listen, I, listen here. Listen got, here, all you motherfuckers. I got okay. you in the background. I'm the one that listened to his stand up about opening for That's Snoop. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know what anything you're had to do with Corey talking about Snoop, but I know how things go. <laughs> I'll tell you what. And we I, weren't going to get to that fucking question, so I'll, I'm asking it. <laughs> How do you know we were going to get there? First because of all, because all these books and books and books and no one talked anything. I'm like, the one thing I, I know is that I listened to his stand up. The, the one thing would, that I did. I did too. It would have yeah. came up. It would have yeah. came up. No, it wouldn't have. Plushophilia. Plushophilia. I, I had to ask, dude. I mean, if you read a yes. Wikipedia and there's a, a line in there that says, like, believed to have written the first ever article on mainstream yes. media about plushophilia, like, how are you not going to ask about that? Exactly. Exactly. And I don't want him to like, hey, let's let's read the article together, or let let's talk in depth about how you did. I'm like, I want to know just just talk about what what that meant for you, and and I didn't expect the answer, which was that that was the impetus that really meant. You know what? I got him four books. Yeah. You know what I'm surprised about, Bob? Though we we yeah. were all and, and to to the people who are still listening to the show. Uh, hopefully, everybody didn't jump off when Dave jumped off, but. Uh, <laughs> There wasn't very much banter on the uh, on any of the live feeds. Was, everybody was like so mesmerized. So I think uh, I think it was, uh, hopefully people liked it. Uh, nobody, I I was assuming that people were going to ask questions, but uh, I didn't see much come through other than go Lions. They're playing a game. <laughs> yeah, they are right now, uh, which which occurred to us very late in the game uh, before we did this episode that we'd be competing with the Lions versus Bears on the tenth at yeah. one o'clock in Chicago. However. Uh, you know what? I, I think we did. Uh, uh, you know, fellas, I think we did a great, uh, a great job, and we did our homework. And uh, I'll give you okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I haven't been keeping an eye on the live. I was focused on our guest. Um, I yeah. figured that wouldn't be in good taste to have a cell phone sitting there in my hand. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think it went well. Um, he is hilariously funny, uh, quote unquote, in person as he is. You know, record pre-recorded. So you can tell that there's a lot of comedic genius there. You know, I mean, this is just him probably rubbing his eyes, having a cup of coffee, and just turning on a Zoom meeting as far as he's concerned, and he was still hilarious. So. Yeah, I, and yeah, talk about, like, a, a very personable guy. It, that was – yeah. it was like talking to a, a friend that you've had for quite some time. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank I'll you. give him a solid C+. Plus. <laughs> so I, I, give, I give him a solid C+. Hold on now. You can't give Dave a C+. Plus. We, well, we're lucky to get a C+. Plus. Do you guys get a D+. Plus? Oh, boy. No, he he was he was he was great. Um, I think it was awesome. We were able to touch on a bunch of things, but we have a lot more in store to talk with Dave about. Um, yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but about. I noticed he said at least four times that he'd be more than happy to come on whenever. whenever well, that's we only because we asked him four times, but you know. <laughs> well, really, I mean, there's four of us, so it's only once that we asked him. Well, is it each? I feel like you and I each asked him twice. Please come back, Dave. We love you. L- listen, he he. Uh, I'm sure it's clear to him right now. We had a blast. Hopefully he did. And, you know, come the new year, I'd love to have him back. It's not like we're looking for January. But you know what? He's going on. He's supposed to be going on tour with Tenacious D in Europe in May. And, you know, when he comes back from that, I think they'd be an awesome time. Actually, we should get him before. We should find out what, 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 when you're going on a long European tour, like what does he pack, right? What's he, what, how's he going to get ready for that? He's got to, he's got to get his dog into boarding. Or is he going to take the dog? I mean, ultimately, these people live much like me. So, I mean, I'd take I, Bo and Max with me if I were going on a European tour. But I would only I assume, yeah, I, I would only assume that he takes the dog with him. 
There's no if you're yeah you're gone on tour and there's no one. Well, I guess if, it's, might, if his girlfriend's not with him, then and she if wants to see she wants to see victories and defeats, right? Yeah, that's right. She's got to be going. <laughs> yeah, I don't unless know, he I has mean, people. Why would you be going on? Let, let's right. assume he's there for six weeks. I don't know exactly how long, but let's say it's six yeah. weeks, right? Standard tour that you would hear about, right? Um, she's not gonna go without seeing that man for six weeks. Look, I'm sure at venues like this that he is not the first celebrity that has a pet that wants accommodations. I'm sure that a lot of these places that have green rooms and things like that, there's probably something set up for that. I mean, I, I, or, I, would, I would think especially so. large breed dogs like boxer pit bull mixes. Yeah, but and, but and poon hounds, Norwegian yep, poon hounds. <laughs> I actually did Google it. <laughs> why would you Google that? Cuz he gave I'm a dog person. So why not? <laughs> I love all dogs. <laughs> I just wanted to see what would come up if you oh my like God. Norwegian Poonhound. Dog rescue, Norwegian Poonhound. Oh Available. Enter. Click. No, I'm, I'm glad he gave a shit. Uh, that was a very personal thing. Um, as we know, we, we are a ball-busting podcast. So without something like that, I mean, do we really even know Dave Hill? I mean, really. If he's not going to sit there and rip on us for taking pussy shots, then if, well, if you wait. if you read tasteful, if you read tasteful needs and I'm putting it up there again for everybody to see, you will know Dave Hill. What an what an amazing book! Highly recommended. Uh, awesome book. Do so it, so do let it, do it. let's you and I, Todd. Let let's this this winter break. Let's do exactly what I proposed. What I what I basically made up on the spot and told Dave, but which we probably should do is. I'll send you my uh, awesome game book, and you send the tasteful nudes back to me, and then we'll circulate. I'll circulate that back here amongst all of us. Sounds good. We should do that. Yeah. Although you know, it does. It, he, and again, he says in his in his uh, foreword to the book that he doesn't mind if people hand it out, but you know, he does get paid if people buy the book. So yeah. So that's <laughs> I, I. Yeah. So those people are probably famous people. Who have a bit of extra scratch? <laughs> well, I, I will say this: every this, people who can read should buy the book. This is what I was just—I was just gonna bring up to my point, um, which is why I shifted gears pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know what? The guy didn't charge us for his time. He's more than willing to come back on our show. Yeah, I think the least Corey and I can do is buy both of his books. Well, especially Word. since you told him he hadn't read any of them. Well, all four. So it's probably a good idea. I to, mean, I'm just being honest. I, I have absolutely. You were being honest. Yeah, but put I, it on your Christmas list. How much of his stand-up did you listen to? A lot of it. No, you didn't. Dude. <laughs> done, done my homework, sir. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, no. Um, for those out there, if, if you're interested, you know, follow him, Mr. Dave Hill on pretty Instagram. much all, all Instagram. Okay. Yep. yep. MR Dave Hill, Mr. Dave Hill. Uh, definitely do that. Uh, fellas, I don't want to. I know it's uh, 207 right now. Uh, Todd, you got somewhere to go? I don't have to be anywhere. All right. Uh, why don't we do, I'm, I'm going to go grab the fifth and we're going to do a shot. We're going to celebrate a little bit. And in the meantime, uh, we're going to do an existential question. I love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So for this installment of. Nick's existential question um, that wasn't necessarily teed up until this second. Um, <laughs> That's I, I we, was like, oh, why did he bring up the artwork for that? <laughs> we, uh, we, we, uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, I've got the live screen up so you can see. So, um, so anyhow, so for this version uh, installment of Nick's existential question, in light of Mr. Dave Hill being from Ohio and in the, the, 
constant back and forth set that that we have between Ohio and the state of Michigan. What regionalism do you use that gives you away, like gives away where you're from? Like, is there some specific? And oh. Todd, Todd can call on this as yeah. well because yeah, uh, I got it. <laughs> okay, Corey had his hand in the air too. I, yeah. Um. So. Todd is, is originally from Michigan, so he, he could easily do Michigan or uh, Washington. But what regionalism do you use that gives you away uh, as to where you're from? Can, can I go first, uh, please? Sure. Yes, please. I don't want Corey to go first. He always goes first. Yes. Does he? Sure. I, no, I don't. But it's, it's, called, <laughs> shit. it's, called, it's called privilege. <laughs> Take out yeah, your white privilege the black card. Man go first? <laughs> Take out your white privilege card, Corey. That's right, Todd. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's the shortest of the group, so, you know. Oh, the newest. It's like letting children go first. You hey, know, congratulations, fellas. We've gone an hour and 10 minutes without a short joke coming into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Pop is definitely. Fucker. <laughs> fucker. Pop. God damn it. Everywhere else, it's, it's why would soda. You, why would you steal that from? Sorry, dude. That's the first thing that came to mind. P.O.P. God damn it. All right, Todd, what do you got, buddy? Well, my the thing that you can tell is Michiganders, for the most part, although it's been this has been a, a multiple grievance in uh, in both Michigan and in Washington, but in Ohio, every Dumas drives frickin' the speed limit in the left hand lane. That is that's how you know where people are from. When you see an Ohio license plate, you know they're gonna be frickin' kicked back going fifty five, sixty, or seventy in the left lane and unwilling to move to the right. Oh idiots. That's what I call you, except for Dave Hill. I was going to say, I'm sure Dave really appreciates this. <laughs> he's, yeah. a still, yeah. he's a New York, and he's a New Yorker now. So anyway, oh, idiots, get the fudge out of the left lane. Let's get the fudge out of the left lane. Get to the right. Get out of the way. You're not the freaking speed police. Get over. This, get sound, over. this sounds scarily similar to uh, a grievance, Todd. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's just have but to, it is, just have to so re- remind you what segment this is. Yeah. It is so Ohio. That's that's the colloquialism. Is that your answer? That's his answer. answer. Final answer. Okay. So let's do this shot before it gets warm. Yes, and sir. then we'll Bob and I'll go. Todd, you got a crown apple shot? You know I do. Ready brother. to go? Here we go. Cheers. Brothers, guys. I love Cheers, you. Boys. Good interview today. Salancha. All right, Mr. Bob Rankin. Mr. Bob Rankin. I would say it's this. It's the hand. It's the using the hand to point to the that is the regionalism that I've used. To masturbate? Is that what you're trying to let us know? Yeah, I'm a righty. This is the one. That's the one right there. Just for the camera. What that's, do Ohio, that's what do, the what one. What do idiots do? What do they do? Just hold up a, a turd? It's a, a yeah, it's a, it's a closed fist, I guess, or they it's could like put a potato, potato uh, in your hand, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Ohio, but, and again, let's Ohio remember. Ohio holds up a square. Let's remember Dave uh, volunteered to circulate and promote this video <laughs> in which we are trashing. Uh, Cleveland. Well, we, aren't making fun of, we aren't making fun of the fact that. Well, you're Cleveland's saying Ohio. Just say Ohio fire. everywhere except for Cleveland. <laughs> yes, I, I will be honest with you. As as much shit as we do talk about Ohio and and Ohioans talk about Michigan, um, Cleveland and Cincinnati are fucking awesome, man. They are really cool places to go hang out. Yeah, I used to work. I, I we for work we used to go to Cleveland uh, all the time. Um. Love that town. Uh, Cincinnati, I don't have as much, but Columbus, I've been in Columbus more times than I could count. Have you been down to the docks? Because Todd Todd sent me there. there. Well, no, it was for work. He sent me there. 
Yeah, yeah, but there's a crap Big Ten school in Columbus. I, and honestly, the number of because. the number of uh, problems that uh, we would have with Ohio are, are mostly sports based, which is why I can't understand why you have a problem with Ohio in any way. Oh, well, like like I've told you guys many times before, my my grandfather uh, instilled it in me when I was a wee lad. Knee high. Was it sports based? It had nothing to do with oh, sports. So Cor- Cor- Corey's height. It was yeah, just <laughs> about three apples high. He can hear you. He's in the bathroom. Three apples high. <laughs> um, but it he used to always he used to always glare at uh, people with Ohio license plate. So yeah, because they drive in the left lane going slow. When when we so, used when we used to go up north, uh, there were several times that my grandfather would be so there was like a truck with a cab. And there were a lot of times that he'd have to sit back in the cab. And most of the time, the reason behind that was because he was, he would bitch a lot. You know, he would, you know, <laughs> bitch at people in the cars next to us. And, you oh, know, this the stupid ass. Because you know, he bitched a lot? This stupid ass. So they, I think the, the decision was to put him in the back. But um, one time my aunt asked him, she goes, why, why, are, why do you glare at people? That, you know, the people with Ohio license plates. And he's like, I'm going to tell you one thing. Ask you one question. <laughs> Uh, okay. You know why you see so many Ohio license plates in Michigan? He's like, because there ain't anything in Ohio. <laughs> and, and so that that is in my brain from from a young child. And that coupled with, with all the different sports things, uh, yeah, I think there's just a – it's like the Capulets and the Montagues. You're born into it. You You have to really, for the most part, despise Ohio if you're from Michigan and vice versa. But I will go on record to say that uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati are awesome places to go. And got my credit card stolen in Cleveland. Bob, <laughs> Bob and I, Bob and I uh, took a road trip. And ne- no, and, and hold on a second. And mm-hmm. bold next to freaking neo Nazis in Cincinnati. Okay, you're talking about Illinois Nazis. No, 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 no. I bold next to dudes with swastikas tattooed on them. Mary and I did in Cincinnati back in the day. Well, look, th- those dudes are. Everywhere. I mean, you can't impugn an <laughs> entire yeah. region an entire based, on based on one moron. Yeah, I don't even care about that. I'm just telling you, they drive slow in the left lane. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, okay, their bowling skills weren't very good. So uh, can I can I just point out for a second that it, it's now taken us 255 episodes for anyone to come up with an on air Romeo and Juliet reference. You're welcome. <laughs> I know. You the thank you, welcome. thank you, Nick Bader. You're welcome. Um, what the world's the been waiting for. <laughs> that is surprisingly the one song that I can whistle and ask people, and most people, like all walks of life, immediately know that that song yeah because they were forced to watch it in high school you know the movie but all right so to answer to the what regionalism do you use that gives you away from where you're from uh bob's answer was holding up the mitten holding up a hand and pointing to where you are from apparently everyone from michigan is completely fine with that and completely disregards the upper peninsula which yep. they would like to be they would sometimes like sometimes you might go like that yeah i, suppose, I usually do this. really wanted to the they they like to um separate themselves from Michigan, uh, they think of themselves more as being from Wisconsin or uh, Canada or something like that. But that being said, so my regionalism would be asking for ranch dressing with things that you normally wouldn't put ranch dressing on, like French fries. Uh, can I get ranch with my burger? Is that is it's that very is that truly Michigan? Very, 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 very Michigan. I feel like it's a Midwest thing. Is it? Are you saying it's not Midwest? I'm, t- I'm telling Michigan? you, there are interviews there's been stand-up comedians there's all kinds of people that i've listened to that are like you go outside of the state of michigan 
and you know maybe bleed into Ohio a little bit and the UP and and a little bit around that area. But you go outside of Michigan and ask for ranch with your fries, and they look at you like you're a psycho. They're That's like, oh, you want you want dressing, salad dressing for I your fries? I wasn't thinking about ranch with fries. I was thinking about ranch with pizza. Oh, that that think, even more. That's yeah. even more Michigan. So really, I I ranch so nowhere else. No, no ranch with okay. with things like French fries yeah. and pizza and and a sandwich. Like they they don't do that. It'd be like us asking, "Oh man, I just got some Cajun fries. Would you mind if I could have a side of Italian dressing with this?" <laughs> like they would probably look at you like, the same way. Like, yeah. why are you asking for ra- uh, dressing? You know, yeah. that's very interesting because yeah, I I never knew that was yes. a Michigan thing. Yes, and, and as a matter of fact, last night when we went to eat before bowling, everyone at the table. Ask for ranch. They're like, oh, just bring all a cups of ranch. Yeah. More, more and more ranch. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I guess I'm not that much of a Michigander then because I, I really don't like ranch with anything. But what the it, fuck, at, man? At, everyone at the table was like, yeah, bring, bring like six well, cups of ranch. How dare you it's, call yourself you know, a Michigander? It's sir. like, it's like, uh, you know, Mike. You know, he was always saying, you know, and, and you know, Canada and the UK and things like that that. Malt vinegar on fries, you know. Yeah, yeah I've that's never nothing we would ask. Is for that a Michigan a, thing too? No, no not at all. That, okay. that's, no, it's a UK thing. Yeah. My father-in-law used to do that all the time, and I never understood it. Don, like, yeah, Don, Don loved you, it. Yeah, loved just drenched in that shit. We've gone to Danielle's the same way. Gone to bars, really? Yeah, bars even in Windsor, and uh, on the table is malt vinegar, yeah. Windsor, specifically Windsor, for Michigan fries. Anders. Those are Michiganders who are trying to freaking dodge the draft. <laughs> dodge the draft? <laughs> but I'm I, from I, the 60s? Uncle Don definitely yeah. didn't dodge it. He, he got caught up in it. So but it's, explain Danielle then. For why Danielle? I said, it was something that all her parents do. All Did they, were they draft dodgers in the 60s How many as parents well? does she have? Six or seven. <laughs> Six or seven parents. Yeah, you've got, Let's all given put the a, number of family functions you go to. Guys, guys, listen tracks. here. Let's all put something into this Petri dish and see what comes out at the other end. Yeah, I don't know how it happened, but it's weird. Petri what? <laughs> dish. I think that might have been a, like I think that might be in the jar. That, look, fellas, if that is the first mispronunciation we've had in this show, Hats off to all of us. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know. And somebody said colloquialism. Who said that? Did you say that, Todd? I did. Did I? I didn't say colloquial. Oh, I can't even say it now. (laughs) (laughs) Why would I say it earlier? Well, you're not colloquialism. You're not getting checked by any of us because none of us can say that. So you you must have blacked out for a second there when you said there were a couple of times. Tell the black guy that he blacked out. Great. I I whited out pretty quickly on that show. Nice job, guys. Yeah, thanks, Corey. <laughs> what a reference. You're, you're welcome, Tad. I know. All right, that is the podcast for this week. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We were so happy to have Dave Hill on board, and we were happy to hear you here, too. On behalf of Nick and Corey and Todd, this is Bob saying we'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace out.